This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Mickey Spagnola, DallasCowboys.com. Cowboys and Eagles. One hell of a game coming up this weekend, and we'll get into that a little bit. Mickey, thanks for your time. So what's it like in Dallas and Fort Worth? Of course, Arlington, the Rangers have landed. The World Series is theirs. They finally get it. What's it been like today? Well, I I was just talking to somebody that uh, was going to take work off tomorrow to go to the parade. So big parade in Arlington around uh, Texas Live, AT&T Stadium, and the ballpark. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, and and the Cowboy players and head coach Mike McCarthy were pretty fired up about it, too, the fact that they were able to accomplish that and, and do it on the road the way they did it. I think it's a good example uh, for this team heading into a road game against Philadelphia. You know, you don't go with – go in scared. You don't go in with a short stick. You go in with confidence. And that's certainly what the, the Rangers did. And it was a pretty good scene to watch too, by the way. I don't know about you guys, but that was a long time coming for this franchise. Yeah, absolutely. It, it uh, you, you, you just never know. I mean, Mickey, I know that you're, you, you're a lifelong White Sox fan and they won a few years ago. You had to wait a long time in your life to see it. Rangers fans have had to, you know, wait since the beginning of the franchise to see theirs. Uh, Cubs fans had to wait a long time. It's, it is like, I know that some of it is joy, but how much of it is like relief too? Well, uh, I, I think, uh, it, it, you know what it does. And, and it, I think it did the same thing for the Cubs. Uh, and it did it for the Red Sox. It killed all the old demons, right? All the bad memories of the things that went wrong. Uh, now you don't have to sit there and, and, you know, be an apologist for being a fan of the Texas Rangers. They just won a World Series. Uh, and no one's going to, you know, always bring up 2010, 2011, 1996. Uh, you know, the Cubs won a World Series and. And, and nobody wants to bring up the 100 years that they never did win a World Series. Same thing for Boston after the hex they had to build. So, yeah, uh, I just think it's uh, such a relief. It was uh, it was so neat to see, uh, I thought, the celebration uh, last night. Uh, the, the people that uh, they were able to uh, uh, interview. And, you know, and, and I go back when I got here. Uh, like that 1985, starting with that 85 season, I covered a lot of those games uh, as a backup writer at the Times-Herald uh, covering the Rangers. Uh, I can remember, you know, the, that, that first year in 85 when they fired Doug Rader and hired Bobby Valentine, and it just happened to be you guys on my watch. And it was like, I hate this job, uh, you know, but the, all the guys that came up that year, Steve Bouchel, uh, they, they had uh, Odeby McDowell and Jeff Kunkel and uh, Pete O'Brien, you know, and all those names kind of came flashing back. But I thought the neatest thing, uh, and I think you guys could appreciate this, I didn't hear it live, uh, but I heard the replay of Eric Nadell's call on the final strikeout. Mm-hmm. And I and that's when I got emotional because I know how hard Eric has worked during his career uh, doing the radio broadcast and what he had to go through 
this year to get back in the booth uh, from from a health situation. Uh, and to hear him in the joy in his voice, that's what brought a tear to my eye because uh, that's a hard job. And you guys know covering, you know, radio 162 games the way he has for all these years. And to finally see this happen, I thought that was one of the cooler moments uh, of this World Series. So, uh, Mickey, it's amazing because uh, we know the massive amount of Cowboy fandom, not just in the Dallas and Fort Worth area, but around the state of Texas and the country and even the world. But I've always thought, and I, I said this back in 11 when they almost got to the point where they won the world title but didn't, that there's a sleeping giant of Rangers fans, that they just have always just been overlooked because they're the, yeah, but they're the Rangers. How many times were you and I at training camp? In late July, they'd be in first place. Cowboys camp would start, and hell, they'd disappear. Do you feel that, that there's this sleeping mass of people that are wanting and have been Ranger fans that now can explode a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. And, and very loyal people that go back to, going to those games in the heat at Arlington Stadium, right? Uh, I can remember the scoreboard out in the outfield, uh, and it had this big, uh, big it, 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 it was big as a clock, but it was for the temperature, right? And it, was for, it was to psych out the visiting team because they put the temperature up there at 3 o'clock in the afternoon in August or July, and it'd be 105, and it's like, I don't want to go out there and take batting practice at three or four o'clock in the afternoon when it's 105. Uh, but those fans would go to the games and I know they didn't sell out, but they had a loyal base of fans. And, uh, and I think it might've even grown even more uh, this year, these playoffs, I mean, because you know, the fight that they got going on and the stars and the Mavericks with Bally sports, um, you know, with the games being blacked out on so many of the providers. And now all of a sudden all the playoff games are on national TV and those Ranger fans could watch the games. And I guarantee you they grew a fan base that they probably haven't been able to grow over the last couple of years uh, because of not being able uh, to have the games exposed on TV to so many people. Mickey, uh, to the Cowboys now, they uh... – They've got these the three of their four wins. They just have been able to throw teams in the wood chipper early on in the game, and then you know everything else is kind of gravy. Although we did see some things offensively this week we hadn't seen before. Will this be a test of can you win a game against a team where you're probably not going to be able to do that and throw them in the wood chipper right away? Um. Yeah, I think it's a it's a big game. It's a statement game. Uh, but you know what? It's a big game for Philadelphia, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're 7-1. and one. They're only one game in the loss column ahead of, of the Cowboys and, what, two or three other teams uh, in the NFC. Uh, and, you know, they lost the game they shouldn't have lost, right? They lost to the Jets. The Cowboys beat the Jets 30-10. to 10. Um, The difference is they beat Miami and the Cowboys – uh, were unable to beat San Francisco. Uh, but remember, um, last year they split. And, and you know, this is the game, uh, like this Sunday is the game I was hoping for in the playoffs last year. It would have been the rubber match of three games because the Cowboys lost to the Eagles when they didn't have Dak, 
and then Philadelphia lost to the Cowboys when they didn't have Jalen Hurts. So it was like, okay, let's settle this. Let's go to the third game in the playoffs. Well, the Cowboys uh, were unable to beat San Francisco uh, to get to, to play uh, the Eagles in, in the NFC title game. So to me, this is the third one. They both got their quarterbacks um, relatively healthy, although the Cowboys have lost, you know, still will have two starters on defense missing. Uh, but again, let, let's go. Let, let's go play it. And, and, and the way I look at this, and I don't know if you guys heard what Dak Prescott had to say after the game on Sunday when someone pointed out that Jerry didn't really want to talk too much about the Eagles game after he had talked a lot about going to play San Francisco. And Jerry basically said, you know, I don't want to poke the bear. And Dak Prescott was pretty good. Uh, he said something to the effect that if I'm going to fight a bear, pour honey on me and let's go. I'm excited for this game. And I think that's the attitude you got to take when you go in a game like this. You can't go in tippy-toeing. You can't go in like, oh, I'm a little afraid that i got to play this really good team. Just go play them. You beat them three of the last four times you've played them. Uh, and again, they're not the same teams, uh, but you got to have, you don't have to be arrogant, but you have to have an air of confidence in yourself when you go up a, in a game like this. Mickey, I, I couldn't put my finger on it for the last, you know, year or so with, with Dak Prescott and what I felt like the Cowboys were kind of missing with him. Um, and, and, you know, I'm not one of the people who's like, oh, my God, you know, doomsday on Dak and, and all that. But it just felt like there was a gear they weren't hitting. And then after watching how they moved him around in the pocket and used the athleticism, I kind of felt like maybe they were stuck in a bit of an overcorrection about his injury. Like, you don't have to run him like you did before the injury, but they had maybe stopped using him to all the all the abilities that he has in and outside the pocket a little bit over the last year or so. And then watching what they did against the Rams last week was, was very refreshing. Well, and you're talking about over the last couple of years, right? Yeah, since he got hurt, they're like, it just seems like they, yeah, and I know being cautious, but like there might have been a point where like, okay, you can maybe, you can maybe let the reins off a little bit more because he, he, he looks fine. Well, he was fine last year. Mm -hmm. And, and, they might not have called as many. I mean, in, in this last game against the Rams, I don't think they called any quarterback run plays. He just ran out of necessity, right? Mm -hmm. They called the play against the Chargers, the the, the read option, and, and on fourth down, what was it, fourth and one, fourth mm -hmm. and two, and he ran for 18-yard touchdown. That was a called play. But I haven't seen him calling quarterback plays uh, unnecessarily for him. Uh, now, did he look more relaxed in this game against uh, the Rams? Absolutely. He was playing football again. I think all these changes and everybody making such a big deal about the interceptions last year when half of them weren't his fault, uh, that he was trying to be too perfect this year. He was trying to be too careful. And it was like, hey, cut it loose and play football the way you played and the reason you are where you are right now. And I think he did that. And, and, and as he said and has said for the last, you know, several days, it's like I'm listening to my feet. So if there's not something there, I'm not throwing the ball away. I'll, I'll get in scramble mode and throw the ball on the run and let my, uh, you know, uh, wide receivers kind of run their scramble drill. 
And, and I think he just looked more relaxed in these last two games than he did early in the season. It's like, quit worrying about the interceptions. Quit calling plays to prevent interceptions. Just go play football. And, and you saw him make throws in these last two games that made you go, okay, I see it. And that's the way he played previously, right? Yeah. Uh, injury or no injury, I just thought they were trying to be too protective and perfect to eliminate interceptions and play to the defense. BS on playing to the defense. You've got an offense with all this talent, use it. And I thought they did against the Rams. Uh, Cowboys and Eagles coming up on Sunday. Great matchup. Uh, what is uh, – Hurts has thrown more picks. He's even had a couple of pick six. Uh, he's still very good at what he's doing. What is it that they're not as good at doing this year than they did last year? You know, what little I've seen – Um, I think they may have gotten into more situations uh, where the games were tight. Uh, They didn't have big leads. uh, And playing from behind or playing in tight games sometimes makes the quarterback look a little different. Look what's happened to Brock Purdy in these three games that the San Francisco 49ers have lost since beating the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. They got behind, and they forced him to play catch-up. And it's a different game when you have to play catch-up than when you've got a 10-, 15-point lead, right? Uh, and so uh, I think that's one thing uh, that has um, bothered uh, Hurts. And then the other thing is now that they've got, uh, you know, a full a full year to watch what he's doing, sometimes defenses start catching up with you. Uh, and, and, and you're right. I don't, I don't think he has looked as – comfortable in the pocket now I read something in one of the Philly papers saying that you know he's been bothered by a a knee uh that that's uh you know the last couple of weeks and he's not run as much as he had previously although he doesn't show up on the injury report I'm not sure how that happens uh but maybe there's there's something to that but the other thing is with guys like that the physical beating you take when you run the ball at some point starts catching up with you as you age. Uh, and, and you know, that's why I'm not a – I just think these quarterbacks that try to make a living running the football, at some point it catches up with you. Maybe not right away, but at some point the physical toll is going to catch up with you. And I don't care if you can – uh, you know, bench press, uh, not bench press, leg press or whatever, 800 pounds the way they say Hurts can. Mickey, thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Great game. Love watching it. Can't wait to watch it. Cowboys and Eagles coming up this weekend. Uh, and, of course, a, a huge game, not only just the NFC East, but in the NFC uh, pecking order. Roadmedianetwork.com.